This is Hash It Out, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. Oh, what's going on, Sack? Oh, that was a hot intro. Oh man, I, I didn't see I, that one coming either, but I loved it. I know, I know, dude. That's a what's that hook gonna be? I does that, that intro? Like, does that intro even make the cut, Ben? Absolutely, it's gonna make the cut. Okay, cool. I just needed to make the cut. I thought we still had our. We used to have our pre-recorded intros, which uh, let's not. Let's get real. It sucked, Ben. Man, I'm getting I'm getting bored of those. So let's mix it up. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so that's uh bringing us into a hashed out cast from Hash Sports. The new website is up. It's fucking dope too, if I might say so myself. I would say so myself. It looks it's sick. I was actually I actually sat down and looked at it for like thirty minutes. Today. It's sick. I'm pumped. So go check it out. Anyway, um, it looks awesome. It looks even better when you see blogs from two weeks ago. So let's get some fucking content, boys. Hey, some content. Uh, it's been slow here in the sports world. Oh my god! I'm gonna <laughs> hate you more, Ben. Anyway, Ben, um, I'm carrying this place. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my back's a little sore. <laughs> all right, dude. Just keep it together, man. All right, All right, let's so, go, let's, go, let's get back on the tracks here, huh? Get, come on, man. Anyway, so uh, I guess the biggest news is the NBA trade line, which I care literally zero about, but run us through it. It happened here today, 3 p.m. Uh, was the cutoff of the trade deadline. Uh, the biggest trade of the, I guess, this year was DeMarcus Cousins going uh, over to the Pelicans. So now DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis? It's kind of gross. Um, that, that's very gross. They're going, they're going to be, dude, they're going to be sick. Are they reinventing the twin towers down in new Orleans? I think so. I mean, I think so too. I mean, I think this is Anthony Davis is one of the best player. Like he's, I don't know how he's not like top five. There's a lot of stars in the league now. I know. Yeah. That's league of stars. I just want a, a quick, a preface to this podcast. We had a great NBA and MLB talk last week. Fortunately didn't record. So, you know. Bear with us here. Might be other so, ideas. We'll get a we'll get a couple of nuggets in from last week as well. Yeah, the Marcus Cousins trade. All right, so uh, which we um, called, but nobody knows because it's somewhere in the bowels of oh, the internet. That's what I was saying. We were we were talking about how like get the fuck out of Sacramento, dude. Don't rot away down there. Yeah, Instead, so they're, it's, gonna, they're gonna be dangerous. They're gonna be real. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be dangerous. Did you give them any give them any chance, or is it just the Warriors? Oh, I don't even know. I, I'm not even kidding. I can't even name one other player on their team. Um. And I think yeah. they have a chance. They got a couple of guys there, but I don't know long-term how well this they, is going to work out. They definitely have, like, a Euro guy on that squad. Some white Euro guy. I mean, who doesn't? Ben, what know. do you think What do you think this does for the for the Pelicans in the West now? I don't think it does much just because of the Warriors. Um, but, I mean, they're yeah. still going to be, I don't know, they'll, they'll be maybe a sixth seed in the West. It'll make some playoff games sweeter because DeMarcus I, Cousins is finally going to be in the playoffs. I dis, I disagree. Dude, I disagree. I think they're going to be a force. Like, Cousins and Anthony Davis, they can both hit the tray. They're both – dude, I went to a fucking game against the Hornets. Cousins put up the quietest 35 and 20 I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're both 
they're, they're both I mean, the guy just, players. The guy just but outnumbered. would you give them a shot against the Warriors? Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I give I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But I like it. They're going to be so opposite now. Like, they're just going to be so... The Warriors and Pelicans are just going to be such opposite teams. But they're both where... they're both athletic big men, though. Like, Anthony Davis, like, plays D. So, you know, I don't know about Cousins, but I mean, I don't know. I think... Cousins will bang down in the post, but Anthony Davis is as good a defender as there is. I saw him at the Kentucky Derby when he was still in college. And he's so large. Like, you can't even appreciate it till you see him. I walked right by him, and I was like, good God. Tough to miss that guy. Mm-hmm. It is. You know what would be amazing? Is if John Calipari left Kentucky to go coach the Pelicans, brings in John Wall and a couple other Kentucky players, and it's just Team Kentucky. Ben, and it's just- ben out of all the stupidest ideas you've ever had, I actually don't hate that one at all. I would love it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I would absolutely. I mean, love I'm usually that. waiting for something stupid to come over from Ben's corner, but that was I. That'd be sick. I mean, he's coached them all. He's coached them all. They've all won national championships. Why the fuck not? Hey, actually, Boogie never won one because you only you only oh, get one shot when you're in Kentucky, apparently. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. But the uh, bring Gerald. He- I, I love. You know, I love the – give me the matchup. Just give me the playoffs. What's the point anymore? Are we done yet? I know. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Nerlens Noel. Yeah, Nerlens Noel today. from the like, Sixers to the Mavs like, for Bogut was the biggest name um, in that trade. Also, also, also um, a Kentucky fan or a Kentucky player. Yeah, Kentucky big man on team. the move this year. Yeah, so I I don't know. I think they they said they got like a good amount for him. They got who Bogut, somebody else, and a protected first round. They got a, and a yeah, they got a first round pick um, as well. I, they're stacking up picks. They got like a bunch of picks going up, and they've had a bunch of picks, and they keep drafting injured big men. I don't know, dude. Trust the process. But I will say this: like they got, I mean, New Orleans is good, but they made it seem like they didn't get enough. And I'm like, dude, he plays defense, I guess. Get you like nine boards. Like, what else does he do? Yeah, I mean, he's developing his game on offense, but I want somebody who's polished on offense and has to work on their defense. Personally, offense is see, you feel like it's harder to create than defense. Defense is mostly just effort. Ask James Harden. Are the Sixers going to be like the best team in the league next year? I don't know. It depends on when the uh, depends on when LeBron leaves. Ben Simmons hasn't even played all year. Ben Simmons, I'm just, I'm still not that impressed. But him and then Embiid and fucking Okafer, and then they have like mad draft picks. Like they could they be, can make I don't run. know, man. I, yeah, I'm not this year. Maybe the next year, two years, they'll be good, I think. But they come wrong. So the, uh, but they just gave up, uh, Irsan Ilyasova to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, duh. Because the Hawks just make moves. We trade away Tiago Splitter. I mean, Tiago Splitter has played like 15 minutes. I've played almost as much for the Hawks as Tiago Splitter has. So I'm not really... And Ursan Ilyasova, as we mentioned before, is a 2K legend. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a name that just reminds you of 2K back in the dorm days. Step back, hit the three. Got a couple of post moves. Good ball handles. Look at his stats. He's averaging like 15, 15 points and like five boards this year. What's, you know... It's not going to do anything because we don't have LeBron James. So what's the point? But, but I don't know. What I, I don't like what we, dude, what we did talk about last podcast, Ben, was how the Celts. Well, at that point, we're two and a half games out of first. 
and have a real shot. I mean, the Cavs, I'm not really sold. I think the Celtics actually have like a dark horse shot to make a run this year. Dark horse shot is the best way I would put it. I mean, dude, Isaiah might be the dark horse MVP, honestly. So Yeah, dark horse MVP. Sometimes you're up 28-3. Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> Not going to happen. I'll never, ever count him out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Dude, I already buried you a couple weeks in a row. It doesn't matter. That's coming. That's coming at some point in every podcast from here until the fucking sun runs out. Yeah. Um, anyway, what else in basketball? Why do I don't care about basketball that much? What, so. getting Dougie McBuckets over there, BVD? I, Dougie, Dougie God, McBuckets. He was waiting to say that. Best trade of the day. Yeah, what else, who, who else you get? Who'd you give up? And how do you like it? We got Taj Gibson and Dougie McBuckets and a second-round pick from the Bulls for, yeah, Cameron Payne, uh, some scrub on the bench that hasn't seen the floor for more than, like, five minutes this year and uh anthony morrow so awful trade for awful trade for the thunder the bulls got cameron Payne, anthony morrow and some guy that i've never even heard that might be the that might be the the worst trade trade i've ever seen taj gibson and dougie mcbuckets who's gonna light it up marty calling it i mean it sounds like you got taj gibson and doug fucking mcdermott for a bag of potato chips I mean, either way, the NBA tread line is coming on. You know what else happened while we missed it was the All-Star Game and the Slam Dunk Contest and the three-point contest, which are all complete jokes now. I mean, what happened to me? I used to, like, enjoy watching the three-point competition and dunk. Now it's just a – now it's a – Well, I just didn't know when I was watching it that Vince Carter would ruin the dunk contest. Yeah, we were spoiled at a young age. I mean, the problem is, is that he did – every dunk he did was just spectacular in that dunk contest, so that's what I expect. And nobody can recreate. Like last year's was actually pretty good. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. That one was pretty good. And then Aaron Gordon comes out and lays an egg, trying to drop a ball from a drone and do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, come they, on, man. I mean, jumping over cars, dressing up in like outfits, drones. Like, what the fuck? Put the ball like, down. All this, all this, all these shenanigans. Like, I don't like. They're not that cool. Like, I don't think they're not cool. They just like look stupid. Throw the ball off the backboard, catch it, and like. Do a pump reverse or something like that. I will give you way more credit. You know it would be cool if friggin' Eric Gordon just was dribbling. All of a sudden points to the fucking crowd. Vince Carter jumps out, rips off his button-ups, comes out and rips a 360 windmill and sets the place in an orbit. Immediate 50. That's what I want. <laughs> Immediate 50. Oh, actually, but, Glenn, but Ben, ben Vondrelli seems to have made out okay after the dunk contest and three-point contest. Yeah, the kid has, you know, lost every bet since, you know, the last eight years. All of a sudden, calls the dunk competition and the three-point competition. Hi, Ben. Hi, boy. How much confidence did you have in Glenn Robinson III? I mean, not much, but when his odds are that good and he's, you know, one in four guys, he's got a 25% chance. I'll throw 20 on him. What are you, the statistician now? What do you? What does this look like? Glenn, wait, Glenn Robinson, that... Scrub from Mich- that scrub from Michigan. Man, he's a big dog, son. I don't care, dude. Unless it's the cr- unless it's the crime dog. Don't talk to me. <laughs> that's dirty. That's a gross reference. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's that's Fred McGriff for those of you out there who didn't pick that one up. And if you don't know that, then you can 
you know, just hit exit on this whole podcast thing. Exactly. Um, anyway, that's a good segue into the MLB, if we may. Zulu, you're not you're not big on segues, but you did a nice job there to bring us you into like the that? MLB. I kind of like yeah. it. So, um, pitchers, everybody reported now. Everybody's reported now. It was pitchers and catchers reported. Now everybody's it was, reported. It was a lot cooler last week when I got to say, hey, BMAC, you know what your four favorite words are? Pitchers and catchers report. We had a whole thing planned, but I mean. You know, God doesn't care about your plans. Sometimes technology has other plans. Sometimes you catch, sometimes you catch the early flight home and <laughs> while getting your girlfriend getting tag team, a goddamn magic show. <laughs> Ooh, BVD cues it up. I got, I, I got to start um, setting my jokes up in advance so we can get that the drums on on point like we just had. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was about as good a timing as we had so far. So, uh, but yeah, baseball. Uh, pitchers and catchers reported um, last week. We went into uh, how excited we were because I just love baseball and had to get over this Super Bowl. Still, so let me. I'll throw, we'll we'll go in a similar order if I can remember to what we did last week or whatever the fuck it was. Um, let's start off with some good news in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta signs Brandon Phillips one year deal um, out of the fourteen million he's owed. Cincinnati's paying thirteen of it, so. Pretty yeah, much a trade, rental player. Trade him. For, trade to a twenty-seven and twenty-nine-year-old quote-unquote prospect, if you will. I like I said, I don't. If you're twenty-nine years old, I don't consider you a prospect anymore. Um, and so we got rid of them. The Reds are paying thirteen. We're getting Brandon Phillips for two twenty-two over twenty-seven-year-old pitching prospects and a one million-dollar contract. So whether he plays here the whole year or we get to the trade deadline and want to move him for somebody that needs a big bat if he's having a big year. I mean, there is no way this isn't a win. Yeah, decent analysis. It's 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 only a loss when like a year, two years at those two prospects you sent over finally clicked in Cincinnati and then they become amazing pitchers, which would happen to you. No, we, we trained him to Cincinnati. We didn't train him to St. Louis. That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fucking Wainwright. Still salty. But- Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira was a Mark Teixeira was a hell of a trade. Hey, here's six all stars. Yeah, I mean, come on. They had a good year though. How do you finish? Dead last. They had a good day though. Um. Anyway, so okay, that's the Braves move. Yeah, the Braves, uh, what's uh, well, they're, they're staying the Braves. The Braves, uh, you know, this is we're still in the in the rebuilding mode. Last year was obviously the like pretty much beginning of the rebuild. Um, and then this year we're kind of in the middle. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to, I think we might crack 500 this year. Honestly, um, looking at the lineup, it's, it's NC Arte, uh, Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman, Matt Kemp, Nick Markakis, Brandon Phillips. I know everybody's looking at that saying that would have been a, a hellacious lineup in 2011, but we got it now. Yeah. I, oh, you didn't mention, um, Matt Kemp. Did you? Yeah. Matt Kemp's in the four hole. I forgot. Yeah, I, I mean, I forgot you. Um, dropped you 25, apparently dropped twenty five pounds. The GM John uh, Capolella actually literally like called him fat the, when he got here. He was like, he's he looks kind of overweight. He needs to shed some weight. I know. I remember that. I I like. I remember that. I was last year. I like. I like Kemp. He Kemp could be the best player in the league if he's healthy. But he he's thirty home runs. He hit thirty home runs last year. We don't have thirty home run guys. We haven't had a thirty home run guy in forever. But he, he used to be like a 40-40 guy, like steals bases. Yeah. He used to be a five. Now, now you know. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I would take Matt Kemp. Um, 
Yeah, so like you were saying, back in 2011, 2012, that would have been a pretty solid lineup. Um, now, I think you're hanging in the balance of an untimely injury, which, you know, hopefully for you doesn't happen, but... Yeah, I mean, R.A. Dickey, Bartolo Colon, Jaime Garcia, uh, who we acquired in the offseason, I mean, legitimately, we would we would have won the World Series in 2011. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, dis- no disagreements here. So from a sad story, let's bring it back to a thriving franchise and a thriving town. Um, let's talk about the Red Sox. Um, so I know we're the home of the biased opinion, but I mean, I'm going to be fully biased here. I think they're the best team in the MLB. I mean, I think it's going to be Sox, Cubs. I mean, let's start with their with their lineup: Pedroia, Bogarts, Mookie, Hanley, the Panda. We picked up Mitch Moreland. JBJ, Sandy Leon, and then Andrew Benatendi, the Italian stallion. I mean, come on. And then we, and then our, you know, our pitching might be the arguably the best in the AL. Fucking Chris Sale, David Price, Rick Porcello. I mean, Rick Porcello won the friggin' Cy Young last year. What is, I still don't. I, I, we even talked about it last week. I still don't get what that's all about. I mean, he had twenty three wins. I mean, I, it was a like we said, it was a, definitely a down year in pitching in the American League, but. I mean, he had 23 wins, like, ERA was sub-250. I mean, what, what do you want from him? I mean, yeah, was a, I'm just saying, where the hell did it come from? And, uh, you know, came... when he was coming up, that was that was what he was supposed to be, honestly. When he was coming, I remember when he was coming up and it was with the Tigers, it was like, holy shit, they have Verlander already, Max Scherzer, and Rick Porcello now. And then he didn't do that, and then he goes to the Red Sox and does it. You know, no. just by the way. Wonder. By the way, he didn't have a sub two fifty ERA. I just said that off my cusp. Could have I think it was me with that Cy Young Award. Yeah, I think it was more like a two point six ERA. Anyway, um, so yeah, like Porcello came over for a seventy two million huge contract, and he sucked the first two three years. I think it was Papa Marzullo who just hated him, which sounds it sounds right up his alley. That's why this Porcello guy's a bum. He's a yeah. I mean. He had an Italian last name, so it was hard to hate. But my dad literally picks out players that he just loves. He hated. I told you, Joe Kelly and Rick Porcello. Dude, Rick he, Porcello, I can see. I can just see Mr. Marzullo sitting there watching a Red Sox game going, this Porcello guy couldn't even make me a ham sandwich. <laughs> 72 <laughs> fucking million. $72 million, 72 cents is too much for this guy. I mean, sometimes patience is a virtue, my man. And, you know, he turned out. A huge season, Cy Young winner. So, and then let's talk about Chris Sale. Chris Sale is filthy. Okay, yes, he he's got the stuff. I mean, he's got he the has, stuff. He's got the location. He's got it all. And now he, he throws the Red Sox. Cool, he throws, cool. He throws ninety-eight too. By the way, Oh, God, with with movement. And then you got to figure David Price will have a comeback year, right? I mean, Price is good. Am I just that naive and thinking he's over the hedge or what? No, I mean he's. He had a down year. I think. Uh, I think a lot of times you don't take into consideration, like moving to a different place is actually not as easy as it sounds. Uh, Especially when, you come, when you're drafted by an organization, come up through an organization, and then move to another place. Like literally, the guy's a human being, and now he has to uproot his life and go somewhere else. And sure, like five hundred million dollars makes it easier, but. Uh, I think he's gonna have a. I think he's gonna have a fine year, especially pitching in between uh, Sale Porcello. I mean, no, he's the he's not pitching in between. He's the third. He's the third now. Sale. He's that the third. Cy Young, that Cy Young goes a long way. 
And here's my thing. Um, so I that's actually a good spin zone. I I agree with that. So he he goes he moves from a low budget franchise, Tampa Bay, where there is really no expectations, and he was the man. It comes to fucking big leagues for the Bo Sox, and that's like you're expected to win. We're and it, not to mention when you sign a 213 million dollar contract, like there's a lot of pressure. It's like oh sh- you know on yourself. Like I gotta have a big year. Like they're paying me so, and like you know he definitely. So that's I mean, one hundred percent. Like it was well publicized when Mike Hampton to go throwback signed with the Braves. It was well like he told Leo Mazzoni. I've heard an interview. He told Leo Mazzoni is like you know I'm getting paid all this money and I'm just not performing and it was getting to him. Like I mean it it gets to you when you're getting paid that much money and not performing that much. I think David Price is young enough and good enough to completely come back from that and be fine. Um, and I mean it only makes it that much easier when you have as many runs as that offense should produce sitting behind you. Yeah, and, like, he came into Boston last year and was just, like, the ace. Like, just boom, thrown into that role. So mm-hmm. he's the third guy now. It's like, all right, he's – I think this does wonders. I think he has a – I think he has a huge year, honestly. Uh, I think he has a bigger year than Porcello. I mean, I, 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 I put, you know, definitely put money on that. But I don't know. I think – I think the Red Sox are in a good spot. Honestly, you know, I wish I could tell you that the Red Sox weren't going to be any good, but I mean, they're pretty loaded. They're all through the lineup you just went through. I mean, I was sitting there saying, oh, this Braves lineup isn't that bad. And then you ring off the Red Sox lineup and you're like, this Braves lineup fucking sucks. They had a picture of Hanley out today, Hanley Ramirez, and he is yoked. Homeboy is fucking, he looks like the motherfucker in Bad Boys 2, the Haitian guy in that shootout scene. He's huge. Hanley Ramirez, at the end of the day, like, is a legitimate, like, 6'2", 6'3", 215, 220. Like, he is a big guy. And he just made it look so easy when he was playing for the Marlins, playing shortstop because he was the only person there. Um, So he's the star to focus on. But, I mean, he is a big guy. I mean, all those guys are just – where's all this talent? The Italian stallion, Benatendi, that guy? Benatendi! Oh, that's my boy, dude. I love Ben Attendee. He is, I mean, I don't know. But first of all, Henry Ramirez, I love. He's like, he's like taking Manny Ramirez's place, I feel like. Just like goofy guy with the dredge, the man, mashes. It's great. And the Red Sox got to have that guy. So, I love, I'm sitting here talking about the Red Sox with you. But there's a whole league of baseball going on. Can I go over, can I Go wait, for it. What do you got? I need, can I, I ask you a, a fantasy baseball question? I have to. What do you got? Here's what I got. So it's a keeper league, okay? And, you know, there's money values and stuff, whatever. So I have Machado, who is obviously one of the best players in the league. I'm getting offered Jake Arrieta, Garrett Cole, um, Gary Sanchez, and Chapman for him. For Machado? For Machado. Keeper League. Keeper League. Okay. And so the thing with fantasy leagues and trades is, like, there is an amount to where you get, you can get all these players, like, you can offer this trade for, like, nine players for one, but at the end of the day, the one player taking up one slot creates so much more value. You have to add him with whoever you have, catcher, and two starting pitchers or whatever. And see if that's actually worth it 
because if you just trade away Machado, who is going to give you valuable numbers at a valuable position, um, but not what, but one you can also find comparable numbers in kind of a lower tier player. I don't know. I kind of I I might pull the trigger on that. Looking at it, I might pull the trigger. I mean, Jake Arrieta, Jake Arrieta, Jake Arrieta. I still don't trust because for some reason everybody forgot about when he was in Baltimore and sucked. And I don't know how he pulled the shit off of the Cubs. I still don't trust him. Yeah, and then I don't know. Gary Sanchez might be the X Gary factor. Because was that's the X factor? Because I mean, if there's ever such a thing as flash in the pan, I mean. The guy went nuts for a couple months, like just just hit everything for a couple months. You remember Trevor? 20... You remember Trevor's story? Yeah, I, yeah, of course I do. And that was like he, the guy hit like twelve home runs in his first like eight games. Wait, so you're saying Gary Sanchez is a flash in the pan? No, he could be. And it's one of those things that when you make the trade, after you make the trade, you just look back and you go, Gary Sanchez. I just I took him because he had twenty home runs in like a month. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know uh, either. It's only seven keepers, so I'd have to look and see who else I was keeping. Hmm. Hmm. Well, anyway. I don't know. Is that good fantasy advice? Yeah, that, no, that was good. I, that much, was good. I didn't take I it. Know. I didn't take it. If I have to drop good players, I wouldn't do that. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I, see, if you're getting if you're getting rid of Machado and getting four players, you still have to. I mean, if all four of those players combine Manny Machado's stats, that's actually less value because Manny Machado adds that from just one position. Exactly. So, so that's good. Fantasy. So let's move on. That's yeah, your fantasy so, tidbit for the day coming from Brian McCarthy here at Hashboards. <laughs> what a smooth voice that was. You like that? I can get real smooth. I'll just do the rest of the podcast. Kind of a, a little bit of a lower voice here. Uh, what do you, ben, Ben, you look like you want to say something. What do you want? Ben, do you have uh, something to say? Let's kick it over to Ben Vondre, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. I just fell asleep for the past 10 minutes, so. <clears throat> Fanny, what, you, you, uh, you don't like the fantasy talk? Eh, you know, I'm just not a big, I'm not a big fantasy baseball guy, but, you know, that's just me. It is so, it is so hard to play fantasy baseball past June. Not in my league. I've been in the well, same league. Well, your, your league is the same keeper league. It's been, what, like, what is it, 16-team NL only? Like, no, that's actually my dad's. That's that's my dad's league. It's like yeah, it's like league, where it's like 14. Nick Punto is like a valuable <laughs> asset. <laughs> um, wait, um, yes, no, but I've been in the same keeper league since two up twenty ten, so it's intense. It's not for money. It's twenty bucks okay. a team. It's pretty intense. That's pretty intense. And, but it's uh, like, like you have um. A salary cap and you have the money and trade. It's it's, it's like a okay. full time. It's like a full time job. You gotta, right? be, a, you gotta um, be a GM. Anyway, so let's keep it in the MLB. Um, what do we think our contenders this year? You think Cleveland makes it back? So yeah, when we talked about this last week. Um, you know, gotta like it. You, it's almost just you can't count Cleveland out. I mean, you, they have uh something. They got Tito at the helm and. The kind of group of guys where it's just I they played baseball the way you're supposed to play it, and especially Andrew Miller, that was the one we talked about. Man got paid and is one of the biggest weapons in the uh, the AL. He's one of the biggest bullpen weapons in the MLB, if not the biggest. Uh, with the way Terry Francona started using him, so Cleveland's also Cleveland, of course, is a contender. Um, you know who also you can never count out for some fucking reason. Is Buck Sh- Buck Showalter and the Orioles? 
because uh, you never know yeah. when he's going to just put a run together. I don't see them winning any sort of championship, like World Series, but for some reason, I feel like at the end of the year, he's just ready to ruin people's seasons. I mean, the AL East is arguably the best division. Actually, I don't even say arguably. I'll say the AL East is the best division in baseball. Honestly, let's get real. There's I mean, not a... I, it's a... I got the Blue Jays, too, who I love watching. I don't think I like watching any more playoff game in yeah, baseball more yeah, than seeing yeah. one at, in Toronto in the Rogers Center. It's like a Metallica concert. Beer balls it are Metallica. It's, it is just going nuts the entire time. And Jose Bautista hits home runs and flips the bat against the Rangers. And then Edwin Encarnacion hit a walk-off last year. And the place just goes absolutely apeshit. Oh, Yeah. I agree. Awesome. They are, so the Blue Jays, yeah. you can't cap them out with that, with the offense that they have. Where did uh, Encarnacion go? The Indians. The Indians, yeah. So that's that's a big addition. That dude hits bombs. That dude can just I, hit. I mean, I really wanted I really wanted the Sox to get him replaced replace Poppy. Yeah, but you know, and sometimes you can always get what you want. Sometimes um, you get Chris Sale instead of Encarnacion. Yeah. I think the NL. Uh, you got the Cubs again, obviously, and. Uh, it's an odd year, so I don't put much faith in the Giants. What about the Dodgers? Um, the Dodgers is kind of that crapshoot where Kershaw Kershaw had a couple of games in the a couple of good games in the playoffs last year, which was the first time we've seen that. That's because true. He, regular he season wise, he has been one of the most dominant pitchers literally we've ever seen. Yeah, and so. Agreed. For him to not really be a big playoff pitcher is actually kind of a big deal, but he he had a couple of big games. Um, and so can't really count them out with the amount of money they're able to spend, but they're getting magic Johnson taken over to the Lakers. So maybe there's just not as much focus there and they can't win it. Yeah. That's well, a yo, fucking lie. That makes no difference. Dude. I was actually thinking about, dude, the MLB postseason was intense last year. It was, I mean, it was incredible world series. Like Roger Kersh- Davis. Oh my God. Kershaw coming back out in two days rest pitching game fucking five. It's unreal. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. And yeah, so, uh, Roger yeah. Davis taking uh, what's his name the bottom of the fucking eighth or whatever that was unreal. Yeah, another team that could be dangerous in the uh, NL is the Mets if they can get Harvey and Degrom and Syndergaard and Wheeler all to be healthy. The Mets and that, that is an extremely dangerous rotation if they can all, especially Harvey, pitch like they're capable. That's what we of. agreed on last podcast. Didn't record that. Rotation is filthy. That rotation is filthy if they can all stay healthy and if Matt Harvey isn't, you know, getting old man shoulder syndrome and just throwing 91. They have five fucking, like, I don't know, dude. If they, yeah, they can stay healthy, but they have no, so their rotation is great. They're, they have no bats. Like, why do they, tra- why yeah. do they trade Daniel Murphy? I, I, why do they do that? I'll never, I'll never get it. Daniel Murphy is. Honestly, as as good of just a pure hitter, I think Daniel Murphy could play in on any team yep. in any league yep. in any era yep. and hit three fifteen. The guy just hits. He pulls inside pitches down the line past the first baseman. He takes pitches low and away and just shaves them over the third baseman's head. If you hang one, he'll make you pay for it and put it in the seats. I mean, the guy is a great hitter. I watched him do it against the Braves for years. I mean. And I still do because he's on the fucking Nationals. I mean, now. Dude, he's just one of those guys that's just gonna. He's just born to fuck me. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. 
But dude, the Mets struck gold with him. He carried them. Absolutely. Lord, wait, Absolutely. Pay carry the them. guy. It's New York. Money grows on fucking trees. Pay the guy. Yeah. What do you start doing? your offense? What are you doing? Your offense sucks. Have some. Have some sort of offense. Your best fucking hitter is Ruben Tejada. You kidding me? Look, Lucas Duda is a fine player, but let's get real. Yeah. Guy's got power. This guy got, guy has light tower power, but do I really want him being? I'm not trusting him in the playoffs. I don't trust him to make the to come up with the clutch hit I need. Guess what? David Wright isn't getting any younger. David Wright is Captain America, I, and I do. I, David Wright, I have I have a lot of respect. For yo, David you know what? Yeah, no, hold on. Gone about it the right way you a know long what's time. A sick um, video clip. The uh, World Baseball Classic, David Wright, three-run bomb, walk-off against, like, Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is – that was – I, I kind of – I don't know. I guess last time we were in uh, we were in college when the World Baseball Classic. I happened, love the and, World uh, Baseball Classic. I watched I watched a lot of it. I don't know if I'll have the same time to watch it now, but I liked watching it. Like, the, uh, the other countries are really – Fuck yeah! Into it more than I thought they would be. That's all. And, all they could. Uh, it's all they have. Like the Dominican, Venezuela, fucking. That's all they have, dude. Yeah, that's what they play. And then you get the uh, Asian teams, Korea, yeah. the South Koreas, and Japan's, and they start bringing out some of their players. And, you don't and know. Canada always has some like random superstars that play for them that you don't even think of. Freddie Freeman is playing for Canada this year. Back when Jason Bay played for Canada, I mean. Jason Bay, ooh, well, Justin Morneau. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, they had some. They, they'll put some players on the field. Uh, nothing, nothing gets me better than when when we get the the Italian team in here, coached by Mike Piazza, of course. <laughs> and the Italian team comes in, and it's just a bunch of just every name. Michael Colabello, he was on that team, <laughs> and it was just a bunch of guys. And they were like, "This is all we have is Colabello." The other guys. Or just Pizarro coming up, and this guy plays in Double A in Italy. It's like that's disgusting, but that's probably my favorite team. What a squad in the Italians! <laughs> yeah, where's Benintendi when you need? Where's Rocco Baldelli when you need him? Yeah, we could we could scrape together a pretty decent team. All the guys from Rhode Island that made it. I mean, let's go. Yeah, I mean they got a they got a good Cape Cod. I got some baseball up there. <laughs> Yeah, they do. That was a summer catch um, reference, kind of. And Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, of course. Um, Sp- spoiler alert: First outing the big leagues, he gives up a home run to Ken Griffey Jr. on the Reds. I mean, haven't we all? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so baseball uh, starting. I'm so I'm so psyched for baseball, especially after that fucking Super Bowl. And while we're waiting for the NBA playoffs to begin, because the rest of the season doesn't really matter. Yep. Um. Ooh, you know what we could do? We could have a fun time talking about the old Miss sanctions. Let's go. Oh, baby. Once again, another thing we called. Been waiting for every podcast for the last couple of years. Apparently it came a shock to some people, but I was ready yeah, for people it. Yeah, people are like, ooh, how do you feel about Ole Miss? I'm like, I don't care. What are you, what are you kidding? One year bull bit? Yeah, I knew that. Oh. Ole- and uh, I listened to the uh, listened to the radio coming in <laughs> to work today. And it's just a bunch of uh, – they have this thing here on the local Atlanta radio called Peter King Theory, which Peter King is the uh, – I believe he's Monday morning quarterback in NBC. 
sports contributor, uh, but he knows a lot about the NFL. <laughs> and the Peter King theory is that you know more about your team, but Peter King knows more about every other team than you do. And Fuck Peter I King. just keep hearing these guys get on and saying like, oh, this is like they just completely lost control of the program. And, you know, I don't know how much longer Hugh Freeze has. And it's like you guys are just making shit up. You don't know what you're talking about. Everyone loves Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze, at, and, Hugh Freeze is from Senatobia, Mississippi, which is about 20 miles you know, east of Oxford. This is his destination job. He's going to die here. Yeah. Hugh Freeze is here. We're not getting rid of Hugh Freeze. If we get rid of Hugh Freeze, I'll walk. Yeah, like Hugh Freeze is the only thing holding this fucking house of cards together. Absolutely. I mean, he is – Laramie Tunzel smokes – weed on camera through a gas mask and they go interview who freeze and he says this is not the laramie tunzel that i know laramie tunzel i know is an outstanding football player and an even better human being and then hey are those texts real uh yes what the <laughs> fuck dude um so it's just i you know I, I saw this coming it's not like this is this isn't really news to any Ole Miss fan we knew i, I saw this i saw this coming on draft night years ago <laughs> Yeah, just what are you doing? Tunzel, you're a piece of shit. I hope you're listening. I don't think you are, but fuck you. Tunzel, why'd you do that? Either way, they were they were also saying, like, you know, it all started when they got that recruiting class, uh, Treadwell, Kimdichie, and Tunzel. When in which is, I mean, yeah, I agree. Well, in in reality, we were being investigated before that because we're already doing illegal things just like every other school in the conference and the country. But we got that class. Robert Kimdiche came because his mother said that they wanted to play together. His brother played here, so that that's yeah, like okay. brother. Then, we already had Denzel, so that somewhat made sense. Laquan Treadwell committed in August before the year started. I don't know why he loved the Rebs. I have no idea, but he's my favorite player of all time, just because he straight loves the Rebs. He apparently sees the same thing that I do in Ole Miss, which is just only love. And so, and then Tunzel was a steal. Don't that one we paid the guy? I'm guessing. I'm, yeah. I think we paid him because mm-hmm. I don't really know why he came here. It's like he had but, no, he had no reason to come here. Yeah, he, the, I mean the only thing I think of is Michael Orr, like maybe that kind of like left tackle type. Maybe interview. I mean, but yeah, it's also I, I'm, like I'm grasping at straws here, dude. That's a far fetch. My brother went to UVA. I'm from Atlanta. I know a lot of people from Georgia, and everybody he was committed to UGA for a year. Yeah. And then just flipped to Ole Miss, which was all tight. Which was awesome. It's kind of tight, brick wall. Um, um, so yeah, Ole Miss. Likes to get a little high though. Yeah, you like, whatever. We all have our vices. Anyway, yeah. so Ole Miss. Um, yeah, they're they're in for you know a rough you know fourteen fifteen months, but you know we'll be back here. We'll probably go undefeated, win the SEC, and not be able to go to the bowl or the national championship. That's because that's just how we roll. Because that's oh, just no. I predicted. I predicted. I predicted the Ole Miss move here is actually to go eleven and zero and then lose to Mississippi State. Wow! Just no. so we couldn't even have the twelve and zero season, like we still would go eleven and one when we even couldn't win the national championship. That's I feel, what I think would be the most Ole Miss. Move. I feel like Ole Miss has been under investigation since sixty three. Like, oh yeah, we've got the well. This turned into a witch hunt. I mean, they gave the kids immunity that they were interviewing. And the guys were like, the guys were like, I have immunity. It's like, yeah, well, I was offered $15,000 from Ole Miss and I play at Mississippi state. I was like, what the fuck, dude? 
Yeah, that guy. Um... Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep it relevant here on Hash. Hey, coming to your live. I shall have that. But the NCAA closed the book on all the allegations, and then they were only revisited because of the Tunzel situation. So we were like in the clear until Tunzel had to like go through that whole thing on on draft night. Well, some have we not beat the guy's ass that released that Snapchat or whatever? Who, where is that guy? It, what did we just stop looking for that guy? Yeah, where where's the where's the guy? Where's the guy who ruined my life? I don't know. You probably see him every day when you look at the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. You really know how to cut me to the core. <laughs> I don't know why you went smooth voice on that. At the um, end of the day, the Patriots beat the Falcons after being down 25 points, 99% chance of losing, and they won. So who's the fucking loser now? Uh, me, because it wasn't the worst. The worst thing about that is because even when you say 99% chance, it's it was even worse. It was even a lesser than 99.0% chance. 99.7 to be precise. I guess I'm more, but either way. The Rebs, you know, hey, we will rise not, again, I believe are the words. New shirts coming soon. Uh, Ole Miss, dot, 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 at least we're not Baylor. Oh, yeah, that or BVD, what else we were thinking was uh, just a shirt that just says lack of institutional control. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going over ideas. I love the blanket statement that that is, lack of institutional <laughs> control. That means literally everything. Every every school that's ever been hit with a violation could be hit with one violation that says lack of institutional control. Ben, can we draw those up and get them on the press? Already wrote them down. Yeah, you'll uh, be getting them uh, next week on the new website. Coming to you hot. Hash it out after hours. Yeah, so uh, the Rebs, once again, we'll have to uh, <laughs> hope for the best. I don't know. I don't even know how to put it anymore, honestly. Yes. You're so pathetic, dude. You are a fucking disease. You're a cancer to everything. I am, dude. I just need to get out of Dodge. Yeah, you're just... kind of bad luck. I know. I need to leave you guys. You know, I just need to leave everything behind, and I'm just going to go into some random town in fucking Idaho. Just live out my days on a ranch. I think the best course of action for you would be go down to Oxford, get a bottle of Maker's Mark, get a handgun. Revolver with one bullet in it. Go to the fifty yard line at Vault Hemingway. See what happens. I just say, just see what happens. Uh, the end of the day, the goal in life here is to make enough money for the the Ole Miss Rebels to be playing in Brian McCarthy Stadium. I'm not quite on pace to make that yet, but with the new website, I'm hoping that maybe we blow on up. And then and then BMAC's going to become the huge booster who's paying all these recruits to come to Ole Miss. I'm paying everybody. Give me Cam Newton for one national championship and then burn the program to the ground. <laughs> That's what I say. I don't give a shit. Give me anyone. Lack of institutional control. 13000 to $15,000 is what we offer this Leo Lewis kid, and he goes to Mississippi State and rats on us. Who is this guy? Wow. That's that's exactly what I expect from a lower institution of learning. Just a lower institution, bottom line. What are you doing, guy? Take the $15,000 and come to come to Ole Miss. Take the $15,000, go to Mississippi State, and shut your goddamn mouth. How about that? The guy pulled the trifecta of fuck yous. He took the money, 
didn't go to Ole Miss, went to Mississippi State, and then ratted on Ole Miss. God, you know, I kind of respect that. Yeah, you know what? Well played, Leo. Well played. You know what, Leo? Fuck you, but well played. What, was Mississippi State breeding him like an orc since fucking age eight? Yeah, here's the plan. (laughs) What is this guy? Why did, why, you know, why, what did Hugh Freeze ever do to anybody? I don't know. I don't know, dude. You know, I I can tell you guys one thing. Those Hughes or Daddy shirts that I thought were extremely clever, probably not going to get to sell any of those now. So we had a, we had a lot of good ideas, and none of them have really taken off. Coward? I mean, we had someone copy us on the coward shirts. So, at least we're doing something right over here. I am telling you, we'll miss shirt that just says lack of institutional control. Just wear it. This is what, this is, trust me, I'm a, I'm a guy who's seen some losses and, and taken some hits. You just gotta wear it. Good. I'm gonna get another shirt that says 28 to 3. <laughs> Not as a badge of honor. Well, dude, you are. I almost. I, I feel bad for you. You're sitting there. I don't want your pity. Justifying your pathetic teens. Just you're drinking Shutter Home wine that you. You're goddamn ever... right. Am I worth anything more than Sutter Home Chardonnay from the gas station? <laughs> Man, you know what you need to do. You need to take a good, hard look in the mirror. And then say, let's fucking go, Rebs. Let's go, Rebs. I don't care. You know what? Shape, we still got Shape Patterson. We're gonna we're gonna win some games this year as long as we beat Arkansas. That's all I want to do. I would say we're the bad boys of the NCAA, but then you have Baylor who are legit felons, so we can't really take that crown from them. So Like I told you on my drive home from work, we're not raping anybody and we're not touching kids. Yeah. So like, at the end of the day, we're not let's raping. Bring that into consideration. Yeah, you we're have not- a precedent. Yeah, for we're not, one of those. We're not raping people. We're not diddling kids. Okay, like come on, we ha- we're paying players. Like you're gonna fucking bang. Look, we're trying to get this guy over to come to school here. Hey, Leo, you're thirteen thousand to fifteen thousand dollars. Want to come on, <laughs> go play some uh, play we, some football for us, and uh, you know we all uh, come out on top. Here's thirteen. And Leo has to fuck it all up. Leo, here's thirteen to fifteen grand. Um, what do you say? We really just flew too uh, too close to the sun. I mean, we just we just we came in too hot too quick. Hugh Freeze walked in here and was just ready to just win immediately. And you gotta you gotta slowly make your way up there. You gotta slowly make your way up there. You can't just be texting about paying people's gas bills. It's BMAC, It's a it's a tale as old as time. Um, Icarus, um, as the old Greek mythology goes, flew too close to the sun. And the wax melted, and his wings fell off, and he died. Hugh Freeze, I love the guy's style. I love his uh, enthusiasm. Came in hot, wanted, you know. I mean, yeah, like you said, you can't just start texting players about paying a gas bill. I mean, start off with like a free meal or something, you know? Come on. Everybody shouldn't be driving a car from the same dealership owned by an assistant coach. I mean, at least change the tags that says his name on it, for Christ's sakes. I mean, let's go. Just, you know. Let's do some things in cash from here on out. Yeah. So. Either one. It is what it is. I mean, I, someone asked me that I'm mad. I'm like, dude, I couldn't be less mad. I don't care. The past one no. Super Bowl. Like, I mean. I've been asking for this. I want this. Like, this makes me. It's like when you're. It's like when you're gambling and you win, but then you don't really feel alive until you start losing big. And it like. <laughs> that's. Until you start losing big. 
that's how I feel. So, anyway, um, what else? What else? We we went off on a really. Do we got any uh, errors or omissions? Stole that from PTI. What about some uh, college b-ball? You guys been keeping up with? Not particularly, but I did see the Syracuse buzzer beater against Duke last night, which I get. I, I'm a Duke guy. I mean. I'm a Providence College guy. You are a fucking Duke guy. You're a Yankee. You're so you're a Duke I'm a prov- guy. I'm a Providence College guy first, but I like Duke, and I actually like Syracuse. And I think Bayheim got done so dirty. Um, I like it. I mean, I hope Syracuse makes a fucking run. So, I hate Duke. <laughs> My mom went to North Carolina. I grew up a grew up a UNC basketball fan. You're the you're I the worst Duke. kind of person. How so? I mean, you ain't see basketball fan. I mean, come on, dude. Grow up. We mean grow up. When we start naming rosters, love the guys. Yeah, I, Team could have... I, uh, team, I've, I've, I, I guess I got a couple of championships out of that, if I count that, which I don't, I mean, really. Don't, I mean, honestly. take your Sean May. It wasn't my, it wasn't my, it wasn't my take choice. Take your Sean May. Either way, Duke... What is this, Rashard McCann? Show <laughs> out. National champions. More than I can say about any of the other teams. Anyway, back... Anywho, so college basketball, we are coming up on the conference tournaments and conference championships. I do love that. Uh, I hate the Big East is gone. I think you're with me on that, right? Oh my. I hate that the can Big we, East can, is can gone. We, and can we run? Th- you know, you're sorry. Can we run through just the glory days of the Big East and this the powerhouses? Tell me out here. We got Syracuse. We got Pittsburgh. We got Vill- Villanova. We got Georgetown. We got West Virginia. We got um, who else we have? Marquette, Marquette, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I, I Marquette. mean, I, the whole did I say Villanova? Just... I mean, they're on at any. Yeah, it was a great basketball oh, conference. That I, was I a forgot, basketball. Conference. We thought about UConn. Who? Come on, UConn. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yeah, I mean, but they randomly win a national championship every five years. So Georgetown. Uh, yep, Roy Hibbert. Yeah. Georgetown. Greg Monroe. I mean, dude, the list goes on. So that was the that was so, that was back in Ole Miss when I was talking so much shit about the eight. I'm like, dude, the Big East is just the power. And now they have the Catholic League, which is dope. But they split the Big East up, and it's it's sad. But I mean, I do like you know Syracuse is in Syracuse in the ACC. I mean, if you're gonna lose the Big East and put Syracuse anywhere, I guess that's probably the best place you could put them, uh, just so that they keep playing you know big time games and to keep the money going. But I guess, you know, it's just, it still doesn't feel right when, it it still feels more right when Maryland hits a buzzer beater to beat Duke than when Syracuse yeah. does. And, Sarah, and Maryland is now in the Big Ten, which is annoying, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more, honestly. I mean, it's kind of sad. Um, yeah. Like, how, how about Kansas winning their 13th straight Big 12 title? Yeah, which is, I mean. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, given the Big 12 where Oklahoma State's, you know, historically been good, Oklahoma's historically been good, um, West Virginia's in the Big 12 now, I mean... Texas had Kevin Durant. It really is It, it really is a pretty incredible, like, it really is a pretty incredible deal. I mean, even to your point of about Texas having Kevin Durant, Kansas State had Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley is the guy that takes you to a conference championship, you know? Like, I mean, it's there's only five guys on the court. And so for... Roy Williams and then Bill Self to turn that into 13 straight years. I mean, I think when he, I think incredible. when he did a double digit like that, like when the Braves won what 12 straight, um, 
14. 14. Yeah, there you go. Um, With a strike here in the middle. Okay, well, the Pats won five two goals. So shut the fuck up. But I was giving you a comment. But, yeah, I think when you get to that, it's like, that's next level shit. That, that, that I think, speaks to the organization and the head coach a lot. I mean, it takes a lot to look at Michigan State this year. You know, Michigan State is a always a power program. They play in the Big Ten, which is probably is, is historically better uh, than the Big Twelve is. I think year in year out, you have just three or four teams that you know are going to be good there. Where the Big Twelve, the number two team behind Kansas, kind of switches out each year. I yep. think you know we look at Tom Izzo in the uh, in the Big Ten this year. You know they're having kind of a down year. I mean, it's just, it happens to every team. So to have 13 in a row, 13 in a row, that's half my yeah. life. And I don't know. I like, so teams that I like coming into March, I like, um, I like Kansas. I like Maryland to make a run. I really like Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga might be, uh, you know, a team to watch for. Um, are still on the way to run the table. And uh, I heard a couple of things. You know, I always – I think the comparison I hate the most in any sports talk or anything like that is the comparison to – in college sports to what you did two years ago or three years ago. Like Gonzaga never, you know, rises and beats the big-tier teams. Like I think that's – it's it's college sports. The players are recycled every two to three years. You have just a 100% different yeah. team. So I think that's not really anything that's relevant. I mean – to not lose a game, I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what your competition is. To not lose a game is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to give Mark Few some credit. He's And they're always Gonzaga's there. Gonzaga's been a Yeah, they're always there. They have always there. For a long time. They they haven't lost a game and they they usually play some games there at the beginning of the year. They get in their conference play and they play like St. Mary's a couple of times and that's like as good as it gets, but like in the beginning of the year, they play those, you know, Maui Invitationals against Duke and the aircraft carrier things against Michigan State. You know, they play those games and they won. They won every yep. game until right now. They beat Arizona earlier on in the year. Uh, they beat Florida, Iowa State, which is twenty. You know, they're twenty first in the country. So I mean, they have some good wins. Does anybody know what the RPI actually is? No idea. I don't either. They always give me an RPI ranking, and it's like. It'll be like Ole Miss is like the 48th best team according to the RPI. It's like we're like the 100th best team in the country. <laughs> well, then what's the yeah, RPI? I mean, why don't why don't we why don't we just go off those ratings? <laughs> Either way, that was just my random college basketball comment of the day. Also brought to you by Hash yeah. Sports. <laughs> Either way, going into the uh, the conference championships, they're coming up like literally, I think next weekend. Um. Yeah. Ole Miss has uh, really got to win almost all games, which I've seen before. I've seen it, but I'm not expecting it. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Uh, February's been a very down month for us sports fans, and we're about to kick off. And March Madness um, is always one of the most fun things of the year. It, I always forget how much I love it until that day where there's 64 teams going at it. And I'm never going to say there's 68 teams in the tournament. I don't care what anybody says. There's 64 no. teams in the tournament that I know. And so there's 64 teams in there. And that day, the first two days of the NCAA tournament are, are some best. of my favorite days of the year. 
Oh yeah. And so right right here right yeah. now, who who would you who would you call with your I guess probably minimal NCAA knowledge this year? Who would you call to win the national championship? Just so we have it on record. On record, Kansas. I'm not going to pick them, but I think Kansas wins this year. Um, I want Gonzaga to win. I'm going to take Gonzaga all the way, but I think Kansas wins this year. Just being, it, it, just to kind of, if we go back and check the record, I want to have a let's, an educated guess. An educated guess? No. I mean, 13 in a row. What do you want me to tell you? I mean, I just don't know Kansas. How many times? I don't really remember them ever being a three seed in the tournament. They're, o- they're always a one seed. Exactly. And so they're always up there. You know, Villanova's been hot. And they ended up in one of the best national championships in recent memory last year and ended up winning it. Sorry, and, UNC. And so maybe they, maybe. Nova just fell last night. Well, yeah, but, I don't, I don't. But they, I don't, but they won the previous, what, like 12, 13 games? I don't count any. Yeah, and, and Butler's a good team. Too. I don't count. I don't count anything as a real game until the tournament starts. If you're halfway decent, and then you make you make the tournament, anything can happen. I mean, I, I get Michigan State makes the tournament; they'll go they'll go five, you know. Yeah, and Michigan State. I think I made a fifty dollar bet drunk one night that Michigan State would make the Final Four, like three months ago. So. uh so if you're listening, drunk friend who accepted the bet, that's Michigan State Final Four. Michigan State in the Final Four. Hope they can. I'm taking UCLA to win the whole thing this year. Love it. I used to love UCLA. With, uh, Lon- Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball and his crazy dad. Yeah. That's another thing we can talk about. I guess putting Lonzo up 90 Ball's, points a game. Lonzo's. I don't really. Lonzo Ball's dad calling him better than Steph Curry. Love it. Fuck Steph Curry. I don't know. I really don't get into NCAA hoops until, you know, next week is when I start getting into it. How are the Friars? Oh, PC, having a good year. Uh, UNC, or, uh, URI, rather, um, University of Rhode Island. EC Matthews, they're making a run. They, 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 could, they could be dancing this year. Be dancing? I think we talk about EC Matthews just a few times a year. EC Matthews has been um, a staple of this podcast. So, I mean, I'm sticking with him. The guy's a stud. URI's got a solid team. I mean... Watch out for the Rams here in March. You heard it here first. I'm watching. I'll take them in a win. I'll give them. I'll give them. I'll give them to 32. Okay. I think that's all you can expect out of them. Oh yeah. So I'm kind of glad we're. So we hit the. It's like a three week lull after the Super Bowl before March Madness in sports. Until we hit the June to August lull of baseball. But. I think we're getting back into. Uh, the March Madness scene that I know and love and I think if I'm going to take a national champion right here right now I'm going to go with Kansas too you know what give me Kansas give me Kansas wow let's go dude give me Kansas I love it dude I love that no yeah I love that alright you two are taking Kansas I'm taking Taking UCLA 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 is gross get real you say they'll get bounced first round. Lonzo Ball, best player in college basketball. Yeah, just ask his dad. Yeah, but behind EC Matthews. <laughs> behind EC Matthews, behind, of course. Anyway, so some closing closing thoughts here. Um, let's end on a positive note with the Rebs. We swept number 10 ECU in baseball over the weekend. So Ole Miss cracked the top 20 in uh, 
in baseball. So that's it's always good. You know, if uh, if you're not from Ole Miss and you're listening to this podcast, uh, really something you should go check out is an Ole Miss baseball game. Just an incredible scene. I wish they – you know, we'll post a video here shortly. The Ole Miss beer shower. When that ball is in the air, coming towards the fence, right field, you get your beer ready and you launch that motherfucker. There's three – should have set it up more, BVD. I think that one's on us. Should have set it up a little bit more. That one's on us. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll still take it. It was a good call there. But yeah, I mean, Ole Miss baseball game is a fantastic sight to see. College baseball in general is one that I don't care about almost at all. <laughs> unless the Ole Miss, unless the Ole Miss Rebels are in the College World Series. Yeah, I agree. So that was just one of some, some bright news. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, why not? What else we got, PVD? PVD, you got anything else for us? No, I really don't. I think that's about it. Are you feeling my man bun? It's Cindy Lou Who. That's what you look like. It's not a man bun. That's like a Snooky haircut. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, do we have a where are they now? Uh, no. Okay. I don't know. Do we want to look up? <laughs> want to look up Sean Dunst real Put him quick. on the spot. Oh, my, sorry. I thought we had one queued up. Yeah, I mean, we got we got the we have the uh, no, you didn't. The internet. So, yeah, no, we don't. We don't have the internet because apparently there's more than one Sean Dunstan. So <laughs> we're not going to do that. What about what about hmm? What do I want to say here? What about Glen Allen Hill? I'm so fucking mad that I didn't already have Glen Allen Hill. Where are they now? Already ready? Honestly, <laughs> I, like I can't. I I wish we. I wish I was ready for that. That might give you a little peek into my twisted mind. Those of you Glenn Allen uh, Hill still staying strong with us here on Hash It Out. Glen Allen Hill. Where are they now? Coming up next week. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Anyway. Uh, before we babble anymore, we'll, um, we'll 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 wrap it up here at Hash Sports. I mean, is what it is. I mean, we did one last week, didn't record, so it's kind of annoying going back over old material. But you know, whatever. Yeah, we had to double down. Hope you had a nice drive home from work. Yeah, BVD, bring us out with the ones and twos. I'm in love with the coco. 